Right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. My apologies for all the shuffling around. I just was not in control of my schedule today. Today we're learning Masechah's Gittin, Daf, Lamed, Hey, and we're starting on the second line. We'll be learning until about two-thirds of the way down on Lamed, Hey, Amid, Beis, and then we'll stop and pick up uh, with the balance of Lamed, Hey, and Lamed, Vav for the next day. If all of my flights are on time, Mirza I should be home and in person for Daf Yomi. If anything changes, I'll keep you posted. Lamed, Hey, Amid, Aleph, second line, Nimnu, Umila, Hashbiya. We had restricted women from making a shavua. If you look back at the Mishnah on the top of Lama, on the bottom of Lamed Dalad Amid Beis, you'll see the Mishnah there says that Ein Almona Nifras that women who were Almanos, they had to make a shavua in order to collect anything. And then the next line of that Mishnah says, that we don't actually allow them to make that shavua anymore. And we'll discuss what that means today. So the Gemara says, we stop them from doing that my time what is the reason why the Mishnah said that we no longer require a woman to make a shvua, in particular an almona, to make a shvua, to collect things from the asomim, from her husband's children, from her from her family? So says the Gemara. Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana had a whole lengthy story as to what he was concerned about. Let's dig into the story. We don't know if it was Rav Kahana or Rav. There was a man during the times of famine. He took his dinar zav, he took a gold coin, and he was hifkid. He gave it to a woman to hold on to, uh, to a woman who was an almona. And she hid it inside a container of flour. And then, unbeknownst to her, she took out her cup scoop when she was making, uh, when she was making challah. She didn't realize that the that the coin was in there, and she cooked it into, it's like shlisel challah, but accidental. She cooked the, uh, she cooked the coin into the challah. And then, that's a problem. He end, she ended up giving away, the almana ended up giving away the coin. So let's say Chaim, the investor, he decides to take his coin, he gives it to Rachel, the almana. So Rachel, the almana, accidentally baked it into a challah and gave it to someone. So the Gemara says, Liamim, after a couple of days, Ba Bal Hadinar, the guy who owned the coin, Chaim came back to the house of Rachel the Almana and said, Havili Dinari, I like my coin back. And she said, Amrala, she said, I don't have your coin, but may the uh, may there be a poison that will affect one of her children, referring to herself, in the event that, that I benefited, she says, from any uh, aspect of your coin. I am a Yashar woman. I did not take your coin. I don't know where it is, but I didn't do anything wrong. Amru, they said, Unfortunately, one of her children died, which is difficult to understand because she didn't, certainly not be known to her. She, she didn't do anything wrong. So the Gemara says, when they heard about this, Amru, if a woman who really didn't do anything wrong is being held accountable to such a great degree and she, God forbid, she lost a child, the same thing will for sure be true in regards to someone who's a liar. And that's what we were concerned about. So says the Gemara, my time uh, why is it that she was punished? It wasn't her intention to do anything wrong. That was not her desire. So why is it that she was punished? Says the Gemara, because what ended up happening is that when she put in the coin into the flour, that therefore meant that there was less flour in the bread. 
And because there was less flour in the bread, she shortchanged one of the anim when she gave over the challah to a poor person. Such a strict din. That's what the Gemara says is what we were concerned about. It asks the Gemara, Umay mi shenishba be'emes. Why did it say nishba be'emes? She didn't. She wasn't saying the truth. She didn't know she was lying, but she wasn't saying the truth. She, in fact, did something wrong. What did she do? She didn't do a proper shmira. She was supposed to watch this thing. And what she ended up doing is baking it into a challah. There's a degree of negligence there. She didn't, she didn't properly watch over. So says the Gemara, why are you saying it's key? It, it's Misha Nishba Be'emes. That, that's not right. So the Gemara responds, it's key Misha Nishba Be'emes. From her perspective, she had done nothing wrong. She didn't know what had happened. We know the story. She didn't know the story. And therefore, she was making a claim that was perfectly innocent. She didn't realize what had happened. So says the Gemara, perhaps because of a case like this, the case of Rav Kahana, perhaps that's why we have in our Mishnah of Nimnu Milahashbiya, that we don't want a woman to make a Shavuah because the halachos of Shavuos are very chamur, and we're afraid that, God forbid, she'll be tripped up either intentionally or even accidentally, and a terrible result can happen. So says the Gemara, that can't be why our Mishnah says Nimnu Milahashbiya, that we stopped women from making this Shavuah. Why not? Because, says the Gemara, if this were to be true that we're concerned about the negative impact of making a shua, so then my iria almana. Why then would our Mishnah drill in and only speak about an almana? After all, if our concern is the power of a shua and that a person could get tripped up in a shua, then afilu grusha nami. The same thing should be true for a grusha. Why would we have it be that it's only true by an almana? Alama, Amar uh, Rebzeira, why is it that Rebzeira taught us, Amar Shmuel, that lo shanu ela almana, aval grusha mashbinosa? Doesn't make sense. The way that Reb Zeyra learned the sugya in the name of Shmuel is that we're only talking about a case of Almona and not a case of Grusha. So therefore, we're really stuck. We had said in our Mishnah that our Mishnah was talking about an Almona and that she initially had to make a Shvua to extract anything from the Asoman. Then the Mishnah says, If the concern is that a Shvua is so powerful, so why did Reb Zeyra in the name of Shmuel say that we're only talking about an Almona? If it's a concern about Shvuos, it should apply across the boards. So a third of the way down, the Gemara says, Almana shiny. There's a difference between an Almana and a Grusha. The primary difference, uh, obviously emotionally, there's a huge difference. An Almana lost her husband. But the halachic difference between an Almana and a Grusha is an Almana is still benefiting from the property of the Baal. The Grusha is not. And that's what the Gemara calls out. Almana shiny. Because she's still helping out around the house and because she's still involved with the Yasomim of her husband. So we're afraid that maybe in such a case we would want to be lenient and make a shvua, kamash malan, that that's not true. But really, seemingly, it's the case that it really should have applied to everything else. We're just teaching a special din by Almana. The Gemara then says, Amar of Yehuda, Amar of Yermia, Bar Abba, Rav Vishmuel, the Amri Tarvayhu. When do we say this den of nimnu that we don't allow a woman to make a shvua to capture property from Yasomim? When is that true? Loshana Ella, when the be- when the when the shvua is made bebezdin. A shvua made in bezdin is the highest form of a shvua. Aval, in contrast, chutz lebezdin mashbiyanosa. Ah, this the Gemara says is an interesting spin. Before today, I wouldn't have thought this. There are different levels of shvuos. 
And here is tip-top shape, is when you make a shvua in Bezdin, that is numero uno, top of the food chain, the highest possible caliber of a shvua. And there we're concerned. We're concerned that perhaps a woman would make a shvua in Bezdin. That's the most severe place to make a shvua in Bezdin, and we're concerned. However, if she were to make a shvua not in Bezdin, then perhaps the rules of our Mishnah don't apply. So it's a qualification. Our Mishnah says, Nimnu Amila and therefore, the Gemara says that maybe it's only true when it's in Bezdin, but not when it's Chutzla Bezdin. So therefore, the Gemara says, Chutzla Bezdin Mashbiyanosa. Asks the Gemara, that doesn't seem to be the case. Aini, is that true that we have a limitation, that we only have the rule that a woman, that an Amona should not make a Shvua for Shvua's in Bezdin? After all, the Harav, he wouldn't ever allow for a woman to collect a ksuba that way, even if she were to make a shua outside of Bezdin. No matter what, Rashi adds this in. No matter what, we wouldn't allow her to collect a ksuba under these circumstances. So says the Gemara, Kasha, Aztaka, good point. And the way that we understand Rav in this version is that he actually doesn't really fit within the quote that we said was in his name. Because if you look back a few lines earlier, it says, Rav Vishmul da Amre Tarvaihu. And then we see that Rav actually doesn't agree with his own comment, which means that something got uh, lost in translation. Then the Gemara says, Besura Masnuhachi. In Surah, they taught this din of Rav the way that we just presented it, that Rav didn't fit with the previous Shita. However, in the city of Naharda, there was a different understanding of Rav's comment. We're halfway down on Lamed Hey, Amad Aleph, and the Gemara says as follows. The Naharda, Masnuhachi, they learned this sugya a little bit differently. The Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Lo Shanu Ela Bebezdin. Aval the Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel, not both Rab and Shmuel, just Shmuel. Shmuel says that the rule is that we do allow this woman to make a shvua if she's outside of Bezdin, because a shvua outside of Bezdin is that lower tier, lower level shvua. But we restrict her from making a shavua had she made the shavua in Bezdin. And that's a qualification of our Mishnah. That's how Shmuel understands. And then the Gemara says in this second version about Rav, Rav, no. Rav Amar, Afilu Chutzla Bezdin, Nami, Ein Mashbian, Osa, that we do not allow a woman to make a shavua at all. And this Almana is not going to be able to collect a ksuba because there's no way for her to make a shavua. And Rav, the timing, to Rav, Lo Megabek, Suvasale Armalta. Because Rav says that there's no way for her to make a shvua. We don't want her to make a shvua. That's the limitation of our Mishnah of Nimnu Umila Hashbia. We don't want her to make a shvua in Bezdin, and we don't even want her to make a shvua outside of Bezdin. And the Gemara asks, wait one second. Fine, maybe she shouldn't make a shvua. But the end of our Mishnah on the bottom of Lama Daladam at Bez, had another suggestion that perhaps, and this was the Takana Rabban Gamliel. Perhaps instead of making a shvua, she could make a neder. That's much better. Let her make the neder. That's not so bad. A neder is not on the same level as a shvua. So therefore, the Gemara says as follows. Why is it that we, we don't trust, according to Rab, why we don't trust her to make a neder? Okay, I understand, Rab, you're concerned about the chumra of a shvua. No problem. But why can't she make a neder? And the Gemara responds with a historical reality. And the Gemara says two-thirds of the way down, Kili Nidri. People were being super makel when it came to Nadarim. And because people were being super makel when it came to Nadarim, Rav just wasn't willing to have it. People weren't taking them seriously. So he forbade even the Takana of Rabban Gamliel. Very good. A couple of quick stories. 
The Gemara says, again, two-thirds of the way down on Lamed Hayamad Aleph, Hahide Asoy Lekamed Ravuna. There was a person, a woman, who came in front of Ravuna. Omar Allah, he said to her, I'm really sorry, I know you're an Almana, but there's nothing I can do to help you. Ma'i Ovedlich, the Rav Lomagabek Suva, Laramalta. Rav doesn't allow for women who are, are an armala, women who are an almana, to collect iksuba. You're not allowed to make a shvun. You're not allowed to make a nether. I'm so sorry. You're trapped, and I can't get you your iksuba. Amrala, she said to him, midihu taima, isn't the deeper concern of Rav, eladilma nikitna midi miksuvasi, that perhaps maybe I've already collected something of my iksuba. Remember, we said a couple of lines ago that Rav was concerned about people not taking their nadarim seriously and maybe she really collected her ksuba already and she's actually lying about collecting again so this woman had a great retort and she said back <clears throat> she said back to ravuna isn't rob's concern your rebbe isn't rob's concern only about the possibility about not being true to form on your nadarm and maybe you're collecting a second time and then she pipes up and she stands up and she says I promise you, in the name of Hashem, she says, I did not get anything from my husband. That money is deserving to me, and I want to make a nether. And the Gemara says, in the name of Ravuna, Amar Ravuna, this is an amazing pivot, because this we didn't see earlier. Amar Ravuna, he agrees in a case of kofetzes that when a woman jumps up and says something, says a neder, we assume that she's telling the truth. Take a look at Rashi, which is almost halfway down in the Rashi's. Dibur hamaschel bekofetzes. Hoel vekofza hare nishba this type of shavua is actually considered acceptable. When a, woman when a woman blurts out in the middle, no, you're wrong. This is actually what happened. And she says what what actually happened. So then we actually do trust her. And Amar Ravuna Moder, uh, next line, sorry, three-fourths of the way down, there was a woman who came before Rabba, who was the son of Ravuna. Now we're in the next generation. The previous sugya was with Ravuna. This is with the son of Ravuna, Rabba. What can I do? I'm so sorry, said Rabba. I can't help you. I know you're an Almana, but my, my father is Ravuna, and my father's Rebbe is Rav, and I have no way to get you out of this circumstance. You're trapped between a rock and a hard place. What am I supposed to do? So Omar Lay, she said, Amra Lay, she said to him, oh, sorry, I skipped a line. The Abamari, Lo Megabe, and my father as well, Lo Megabe, Subale Armalta. Nobody, not my father, not my Rebbe, none of them allow for this to happen. I'm very sorry. So she uh, she said, well, Fine, I, I understand if you can't get me my ksuba, but Amraleh, Havli Mizoni, at the very least, get me some food out of the deal, just a couple of meals, whatever I'm deserving. So Amraleh says to her, Mizoni Nami Leslich, you're not allowed to have food anymore because once you're asking, asking for your ksuba, that means you're no longer benefiting from the family. And therefore, you're done. You're not allowed to have Mizonos either. To Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Hatovas Ksubasa Bebezdin Ein La Mizonos. There's one moment in time where multiple things happen. When a woman goes to Bezdin and says, I want my ksuba, two things happen. Ideally, she gets paid, which in this case she won't. But the second thing that happens is that the second she says, I want my ksuba, she loses rights to Mizonos. So this woman came before Rabba, who was the son of Ravuna, and Ravuna was the Talmud of Rab. And she said, I'm an almana, please give me my money. 
He says, I can't give you your money. I'm sorry. I'm a Talmud of Rav. There's nothing I can do. And she said, please give me Mizonos. He said, I can't give you that either because she's done with her food. So she was a very unhappy woman. And she said something that really wasn't great. Two lines from, two lines toward the end of the, of the thin lines on Lamed Hayam and Aleph. The Gemara says, Amr says the Gemara uh, that uh, I hope the chair falls over on you, which was a, some type of euphemism for death. Says the Gemara, Avdali and Havchua the students, uh, what they did is they tried to flip over the chairs to break the euphemism. She was using the flipping of the chairs as a euphemism. They flipped the chairs without it so that he wouldn't die. They tried to save him by by taking her homily, which was understood to be a curse, and correcting it. And the Gemara says, even though they did that, they didn't save him. Ifrak in Aramaic is uh, is to save. They didn't save him from getting ill. Maybe they prevented him from dying, but they they certainly didn't save him from getting ill. If a woman were to make a nether in Bezdin, or if she makes a shvua outside of Bezdin, then I'd like you to announce it loudly. I want everyone to know about it. Now, there's a subtlety in this Gemara, which sometimes when we learn Gemaras, we overlook the names. And here what's happening is that we're actually seeing a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel being articulated. Rav, as we know, was very strict and did not allow for an almana to collect money at all because you couldn't make a shvua. Here, Shmuel held differently. Shmuel held that a woman could be Adra Bebezdin and she could be Mashbia Chutz Bezdin, and, that's, uh, and that was his shita. So basically, Halacha we have a big machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. Rav was very strict and wouldn't allow for an almana to collect. Shmuel was very lenient and he would allow for an almana to collect as long as the shvua was made outside of Bezdin. So that's what the Gemara says. Now let's analyze this. We're five lines from the bottom on Lamed Hayamid Aleph. The Gemara says as follows. Gufa, we had just seen earlier. Amar of Zera, Amar Shmuel, lo shanu ela almana. What we had learned about in our Mishnah was only true by an almana. It was only true by a woman who lost her husband. Aval grusha, but when it comes to a grusha, to a woman who's divorced, things are different. Then mashbian osa, we do allow her to make a shvua. And the Gemara says, Ugrusha de Idralo, is a Grusha not allowed to make a neder? Of course she is. After all, the Hashalchumitam, we've got a Sugya, a Shaila that was written up, a response that was brought, brought from Eretz Yisrael. That's Mitam over there. That, that's what they said in Babel. And that, um, that case that was brought uh, from Eretz Yisrael said as follows Ech plonisa vas ploni, a woman in particular, Kibilas Gita min Yada, she got a get from the Acha Bar Hidaya. That was his name, Acha Bar Hidaya. Or he had another name, Demiskari Ayamari. And what did she do? She was divorced. Vinodart. She made a neder. And what happened? What was a neder? She was saying, I really am owed this money. And if I'm not telling the truth, she had said, I make a promise that I never got any money from my ksuva. The only thing I got were the following. Ella, what did she receive? She had received a glufkira echad. And here in the Mesorah Sashas, a glufkira, he says here in the commentaries, is a ksus oveshel tzemer, a very thick wool blanket of some kind. According to some, it's a coat. That's uh, what Rashi over here says. Ella Glufkara, Rashi in the bottom line says Kuta, 
which is, I guess, a French word uh, for coat. I'm not exactly sure what the etymology is, but Rashi certainly seems to be saying that. And then the Gemara continues and says that that was one thing she received, and the Sefer Tehillim, had a Sefer on the shelf that she got from her husband, and Sefer Tehillim Echad, the Sefer Eov, uh, Umem Shalos, uh, and Buluim. These were, uh, Rashi over here says, Umem Shalos, the Sefer Mishle. An interesting way to refer to Sefer Mishle is Mem Shalos. These are the, the book of parables. And Beluim, they were worn down, turning to the top of Daf Lamed Hayamud Beis. And we're going to be going two-thirds of the way down to the Ibayalu at the beginning of the line. And Vishamnum, the Chachamim, estimated that that was worth And she was hoping to get the rest. So what we see from here is that a Gurusha can make a nether. Oh, so we have a stira. How can it be that in the first source we saw that a grusha cannot make a nether? But in this story, in the case of Shalchumitam that they got from Eretz Yisrael, it's clearly stated that she made a nether. So which one is it? Says the Gemara, two lines from the top on Lamed Hayamid Beis, Amar Ravashi, Hahu get Yavamin Hava. That wasn't the regular get. It was a get yavamin. In the case of get yavamin, the rules are different and you can't compare it to a regular case of get. But by a regular case of get, we assume that a grusha is not allowed to make a nether to extract any money from the ksuba. That brings us to the two dots on Lamed Hayamid Beis, three lines down, quoting our Mishnah, that a woman can make a pretty extreme nether to say that in the event that I'm lying, I'll never eat fruits or vegetables ever again. She's allowed to make something very extreme. The Gemara instantly qualifies this. This is only true that she could make this extreme nether instead of a shvua, as long as she's not married. Aval Nises, but if she is already married, ain Madirin Osa, says the Gemara, Nises, my time. Why is it that if she's married? Because if she's married, as we've learned about extensively in Maseches Nadarim, the husband can just undo it. The husband can say, Demefer la Baal, the husband can undo it. And says the Gemara, Kilo Nises Nami, even if she made a shvul while she wasn't married, so what? The Chimintzeba Mefer la Baal that uh, maybe the husband can undo the shvua even after she gets married, and therefore, why are we allowing her to make a shvua from before she gets married? And the Gemara says that can't be. Eight, nine lines down, because Ein HaBal Mefer B'Kodman, we learned about this multiple times in Maseches Nadarim, that a husband cannot touch Nadarim that were made before they were married. So if she made a neder beforehand, there's nothing that, uh, that can be done whatsoever. Says the Gemara, Benechush, perhaps Dilma, Azla Lagabe Chacham Bishari. Maybe she undid the neder on her own. The Gemara says, Not, not really, because Savar Tzarach Lefaret Esaneder. This is a case where she'd have to be Mefaret Esaneder, and a neder like this, they would not be Mefaret, because she's making a neder that the get, that she never collected the get. They wouldn't be made for that neder, because it's a true neder. Rav Nachman Amar, Afilu Nises, that you can even. Uh, that, you, that he, she can even make the uh, shvua, she can even make the nether, even if she's married. Nise says the Gemara, wait one second, vadai mefer lobal. Says the Gemara, you're right, it's true that a husband could be mefer any nether, but over here there's one difference. It says the Gemara, a little bit of an ukimta, to madrina and labarabim, that the nether she made is berabim. When a nether is made berabim, a husband cannot be mefer the nether. A nether can only be made for Barab, can only be made for if she made it with less than 10 people around. So again, a nukimta of sorts. Mesve says the Gemara, we have Akashya, Nises, if she, may, if she was married, then Gova Ksuvasa Im Nadra. 
she can collect the ksuba if she made a nether. My love, isn't this the case that Nadra Hashta, that she made the nether now that she's already married? Says the Gemara, no, not necessarily. Lo, perhaps the Nadra may ikara. Perhaps that she made the nether while she was only engaged by Erisin and not Benesuin. So says the Gemara, Tanya, wait one second. We have another source that's much more clear that in fact she made this uh, nether while she was married. And that's against the sheet of Ravuna that we saw. The Ravuna at the open of this Gemara toward the top of the page by the two dots, where Ravuna said that the din of Ravan Gamliel Azokain, that, um, that a woman can make a nether instead of a shu is only true if she's not married. This Bryce is black on white. The Gemara responds halfway down, you're 100% correct. Really, Tanoihi. There is a machlokes Tanoim in regards to this case. There are those who say that if a woman were to make a neder barabim, then that there still is hafara from the husband. And some say that there is no hafara barabim. And therefore, it's just a machlokes tanaim. And we really don't know exactly where the line falls in regards to the qualification of Rav Huna. Let's review this last piece and then we'll stop. Rav Huna had tried to give a qualification to Rabban Gamliel Azakim. Rabban Gamliel Azakim said, we don't want a woman to make a shvua. We're concerned about the power of shvuas, but they can still make a nether. For example, a woman can make a nether and say, I never will uh, eat fruits ever again if I'm lying about the ksuba. Please give me my ksuba. Rabban Gamliel says that's mutter. The qualification that Rav Huna gives is that it's only true if you're not yet married. But if you're married, it doesn't work anymore. And what we have found is that that, that is actually a machlokas tanoim. According to some people, uh, and we don't know who's who really, we have no idea other than Rafunas and Amor, we don't know who the tanoim are, but the tanoim seem to have an argument as to whether or not a woman can make this neder even after she is married. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow night we'll pick up in your session with Iboyaluhu, two-thirds of the way down, wishing you all a beautiful night.